Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on TexasFootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas. It is Texas Football Today, a show on the internet. My name is Greg Tepper. I'm the managing editor of Dave Campbell's Texas Football Magazine, texasfootball.com, a corresponding website. Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Whether you're watching us live at texasfootball.com or on Facebook or you're listening to us on the podcast, which you can subscribe to on the podcast vendor of your choice. Either way, thank you for doing your part. Support your local mediocre internet show. Sitting here, sitting over there at the helm today, in probably like the only, the only piece of Dave Campbell's attire that I don't have and I very much want. Yes, it's a dope jacket. It is. Uh, <sighs> it is a Duchess of the Dorks. Yeah, I don't have that. Yeah, I, don't have, nice. I feel like the next thing we need, because you and I, our closets are at this point full of Dave right. Campbell stuff. To, yeah, but and mine like, is not. That's the it's funny part. Too much. Yeah. But what I want is I want to replace all the stuff I don't want with stuff that I do want. Right. And so we need those. Like uh, a, a, a Dave Campbell's gift exchange. Dave Campbell's soft shell, man. Yeah. Give me one of those. Oh, my gosh. Uh, like, that'd be fine. Yeah, it's that'd great. Anyway. I enjoy this jacket. Hi, Ashley. <laughs> Hello. Uh, and sitting to my right, uh, the Odell Beckham Jr. to my New Orleans Police Department oh officer. Or <laughs> West African Prince. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that's a thing. So dumb. That's okay. That's really. I want to. I want to go on record. Really I want to go dumb. on record. Okay. Don't hit a cop. Like, don't make any contact with a police officer. Just don't. <laughs> Just don't. Don't. That said, like the circumstances around simple if battery. If you're unfamiliar with what's happening, serious? there's now a video out there of Odell Beckham Jr. in the LSU locker room after they won. Of course, Odell Beckham Jr. went to LSU. Mm-hmm. Um, and. He's going around slapping butts, right? He's going around. He's slapping. Hey, you know, yeah. Joe Burrow, game great today. game, buddy. Uh, you know, uh, I'm trying to think of a, another player on. Oh, Clyde, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Yeah, great job, buddy. And then he goes up and he he does it to a cop. And it's like, again, want to be very clear. Don't touch police <laughs> officers. Just don't. Just don't. Gen- generally. It's better don't. for everyone if you Bad don't. idea. <laughs> But come on, guys. We can we can like yeah. admit like and so basically ah, and so well, and the well expanding on that the, yeah. the per, uh, Ross Dellinger reported um, or actually multiple outlets reported that an arrest warrant has been issued for Aldo Beckham oh, for that Jesus. exact thing, citing simple battery. 
Well, the other thing, too, is most of the time police officers <laughs> that are in locker rooms with teams, they are, like, with the team all the time. Like, they're there for yeah, all the games. Right. Like, it's not like it's some random guy. It's probably yeah. a person That's probably who Baton is, Rouge PD. Yeah, it's yeah. hired on to he protect knows, Coach O. Knows o you know? yes. yeah. He probably knows. Yeah, he's, he's like, I was here when you played. He's right. the guy who helps to escort Coach O out to midfield and to those, shake hands with Dabo Swinney. Yeah, right. and those cops stay with the team yeah. all year. Like, they have their guys. Again, right. the official <laughs> stance of Texas football today is don't touch cops. Don't touch police officers. Just don't. And especially don't hit them. Good game today. But just let's read the room a little bit. Let's read some context <laughs> is all I'm saying. Today is Thursday, January 16th, 2020. 315 days until Thanksgiving. Episode 885. 885, Willie Montanez's OPS in his illustrious Texas Rangers career. Those 38 unforgettable games in 1979. On today's show, guys, kind of a big day. We are going to be announcing... The 2019 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Year. That's right. The Teams of the Year. You remember we did Team of the Week all throughout the season? Well, now we've come together as a staff. We've determined the Teams of the Year. The exclusive announcement coming up here very shortly. In the back half of the show, I've got a new piece up on TexasFootball.com about the best Texas high school football defenses in the state in 2019. We will break that down coming up here in just a little bit. Tomorrow, a programming note. Tomorrow, we've been getting some comments and questions. When are we going to unveil the Whataburger Super Team? Guess what? It's, it's tomorrow. Tomorrow. <laughs> tomorrow here on Texas Football Today, the exclusive reveal of the 2019 Whataburger Super Team. Uh, you voted. It's not our fault. You voted uh, <laughs> on who is on the uh, Whataburger Super Team. I think y'all did a pretty good job. I've seen it. Y'all done a pretty good job. Uh, we will uh, unveil the 2019 Whataburger Super Team tomorrow here on Texas Football Today. But first, we do have to announce the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Year. Each week, Dave Campbell's Texas Football is proud to honor one team in each in each classification with a Team of the Week award. The school selected as the course of this program best exemplified the best in Texas high school football. Uh, for our Teams of the Year, uh, they will be uh, recognized in the 2020 Summer Edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football. Um, and we we debated these Pretty much every single one of them had a little bit of, oh, what about them? What about them? This is not, uh, I don't think there were any of them that were easy choices because there were, in each classification, there were a few very, very good squads, certainly worthy of a spot as the team of the year. But we have made our decisions. And in the 2019 Dave Campbell's Texas Football Teams of the Year, we will start in Class 6A. The Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. Underdog stories are always captivating, but playing with a target on your chest is a unique challenge. The defending state champs began the year number one with the number one spot and quickly faced adversity. The loss of star receiver Shadrick Banks to injury, a week one loss to rival Katie, and whispers that maybe this wasn't the North Shore of old. But the Mustangs persevered, relying on the steady leadership of quarterback Demetrius Davis and a bevy of talent uh, to survive the perilous Region 3 and capture its second consecutive state championship in a rematch with Duncanville. Your 6A team of the year, the Galena Park North Shore Mustangs. In 5A, the Class 5A team of the year, Pflugerville Weiss. The newest school in Pflugerville ISD had an inaugural varsity season in 2018 like you'd expect, winless and outscored by an average of 25 points per game. In 2019, the Wolves made all sorts of history. Whether it was their first varsity win against Leander in Week 1, uh, their first district win against Bastrop in Week 5, their first playoff berth, which was clinched after a Week 9 win over Georgetown Eastview, or their first playoff win against Lockhart in by district play, 
any way you slice it, 2019 was a remarkable season for the Wolves. Coach Tommy Altman's squad finished 9-3, and the second largest leap in win total among UIL squads. So your 5A team of the year, the Pflugerville Weiss Wolves. In 4A, Carthage. At this point, what is there to say about Scott Surratt's Panola County juggernaut? It's not simply that the Bulldogs put together another undefeated state championship season, their third undefeated run in the last 11 seasons, and captured their seventh state championship. No, the manner in which they did it, taking out 4A Division II state champion Pleasant Grove in non-district play, navigating the treacherous 10-4A Division I waters, and taking down defending champ Waco La Vega in the title game, makes it all the more sensational. The Bulldogs put together arguably their most impressive campaign in 2019, and that is certainly saying something. Your 4A team of the year, the Carthage Bulldogs. In 3A, Pottsboro. Prior to 2019, you could categorize Pottsboro as one of the very best Texas high school football programs to never make a state championship game. That's not to say the Cardinals haven't been close. State semifinal appearance, 2008, a combined 56 wins in a five-year stretch from 2012 to 2016, and seemingly countless other near misses. But coming off of back-to-back six and five seasons, it appeared that maybe Coach Matt Poe's window had closed. Instead, the Cardinals, behind quarterback Braden Plyler and running back Cy Shope, marched to its best season in program history, rolling to a 15-1 mark and their first ever state championship berth. Your 3A team of the year, the Pottsboro Cardinals. In 2A, Hamlin. The Pied Pipers. Sometimes <laughs> you need to think small. With an enrollment of just 96 students, Hamlin was technically eligible to play six-man football in 2018 and 2019, boasting a smaller enrollment than six-man powers like Union Hill, Blum, and Water Valley. But the Pied Pipers opted to play 11-man ball, and boy, did it pay off. The Pied Pipers used a physical offense and an aggressive defense to soar to its first-ever state championship berth, capping its best season in program history and sending the tiny Jones County town into a football frenzy. Your 2A team of the year, the Hamlin Pied Pipers. In 1A, Blackwell. It's not that the Hornets came out of nowhere. Blackwell began the year ranked ninth in the 1A Division II rankings and were coming off of consecutive 11-win seasons. But nobody expected the Hornets to rise to the heights that they reached, pitting, uh, pitting together, putting together a program best 13 wins and advancing to their first-ever state semifinal with a stunning 62-54 upset win over top-ranked Jayton. Now the only question is, how will they surprise us again? Your 1A team of the year, the Blackwell Hornets. And in private school... The Victoria Homeschool Cobras. The history of the Victoria Cobras go, uh, through 2018 is easy to tell. Eight seasons, 19 wins, zero winning seasons. That all changed in 2019 as something clicked for Coach Kevin Riggs' squad comprised of homeschool students in the greater Victoria area. Fueled by a breakout year from freshman Kelson Schoonover and the steady leadership from seniors like Christian Atherton and Colin Riggs, the Cobras defied all expectations and soared to an improbable 9-2 and season in the TAIAO Division II State Championship. Your private school team of the year, the Victoria Homeschool Cobras. So congratulations to all of the Dave Campbell's Texas football teams of the year in 6A Galena Park North Shore, in 5A Pflugerville Weiss, in 4A Carthage, in 3A Pottsboro, in 2A Hamlin, in 1A Blackwell, and the private school ranks the Victoria Homeschool Cobras. All of those schools, uh, those teams, will be honored in the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas football. So pick that up in about seven months. But I've got to make it first. So like, don't go looking for it now.
It's not going to be there. Not going to be there. But uh, <laughs> congratulations to all the teams of the year uh, we salute you. For more information, visit texasfootball.com. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on texasfootball.com. Talking football on the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Camels. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Camels. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. Texasfootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. Hey, it's January, the month of giving. So give somebody you love a Dave Camels Texas football. That's what this is, right? Yeah, yeah. that's definitely Give someone you love the <laughs> Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider subscription. It's our subscription package. You get two magazines, including our recruiting edition. We'll put it in the mail for you today. And you get pre-order for the 2020 summer edition of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, which you will get in your mailbox before it hits newsstands. You'll get all that, plus a year's worth of exclusive online content at TexasFootball.com, including computer rankings of every Texas high school football team, computer projections of every Texas high school football game, uh, a season's worth of our premium podcasts like the Republic of Football uh, premium episodes, uh, as well as Tep and Step. Uh, we're going to have our, we're recording our, um, I've got this on my calendar, hold on. The Tep and Step uh, U, uh, UIL realignment pregame show will be recorded on uh, Monday, January 27th. So it'll come out the 28th. Um, so you can get that. You also get recruiting analysis from friends at Next Level Athlete. All sorts of good stuff uh, that we've got at texasfootball.com, plus the two magazines, and little extras, like uh, ask our friends uh, if they enjoyed coming to the meet and greet at uh, at state championship games. We're going to have more events like that coming up here. Uh, become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. Makes a great gift as well. In this, the season of giving, texasfootball.com slash insider. <laughs> Do people give... Is this... Is, didn't I read that this is the worst? Like this is January's the the worst um, month for like commerce. Well, it's got to be. Wouldn't be surprised. Gotta be, Christmas. Like, I mean, you're everyone, recovering from Christmas. Everyone's no one's gotten their uh, tax return yet. Yeah, yeah. No one's gotten the tax exactly. Return yet. Yeah, so I've got yeah. Spend all your all your money in. And then you December. wait for February. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which by the way, my credit card bill came due yesterday and. Because it was like, the thing was, it's not only Christmas, but it yeah. was also like we rented a car to go up to St. Louis, right? Mm -hmm. And then we had like hotels and stuff like that. It was like, whew. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> patreon.com slash Greg Tepper. Please just send me money. <laughs> That's not true. That's not a Patreon. It might be. Check it. <laughs> anyway. All right. Let's get to a piece that I wrote on texasfootball.com. Uh, we're doing the uh, Texas High School Ball inside the numbers throughout the course of the offseason. We're going to take a look at uh, the data that makes up Texas high school football, try to figure out what it means looking back and looking forward. Uh, we take a look at the best defenses We did the offense in Texas high school football in 2019. Yeah. Last week, whenever I put out the best offenses, everyone was like, do the defenses. <laughs> and I'm like, guys. It's like, no, that was it. We were just, no, it. we're no, just doing we that. We do not that like focusing on defenses we, here. Yeah. We don't do that. Never, we, while we are football analysts, yeah. we Literally only look at offense. That's, that's what it. we That's that all it. that matters. Yeah. So, in th so thank you. Yeah. Thanks defense, for the idea. Reminded us. Oh, it my gosh. <laughs> we should do the other side of the ball. Oh, weird. <laughs> Never once thought about that. So we crunched the numbers. We crunched the numbers, take a look at the best defenses in Texas high school football. The thing that surprised me in looking at this is, whereas there were no state finalists in um, whenever you looked at the top ten offenses, yeah. there were – two state finalists, and w including one state champion, in the top ten defenses. So if you want to say, defense wins championships, well, here you go. There is there is some... Uh, Big defensive fans. <laughs> there is some, some, you know... I'm trying to think of the last time... 
that a team with like an average defense won a title. You know what I mean? I mean, it seems like every team we see has like good, has like a legit good defense. I'll say 2017 Highland Park. I was just thinking that. 2017 yeah. Highland Park. That defense was they fine. They did enough. But they they outscored. They were <laughs> they relying enough. Yeah, they were relying on outscoring people. I'm gonna look back on that. Go, go, they were, go they were relying on outscoring people. That's interesting. So we took a look. We crunched the numbers. This goes by points against per game. And I know, right, that teams can score in ways that do not go that that it's not the defense's fault, right? right. Special teams. I understand. Okay. Do you? But whenever you have a big data set like this, you can probably just say, like, there's not a team that, like, gave up 15 punt returns for a touchdown this year and just like, oh, well, that really skewed the numbers, right? Mm -hmm. Yes, it skews the numbers a little bit, but probably not so much to affect who's in the top 10, in my opinion. So we took a look at the 10 best defenses in Texas high school football. Uh, We start with number 10. One of the state finalists, the Duncanville Panthers, nine point eight points per game. I don't think it's necessarily a surprise to see them on this list. Uh, they were wrecking shop. And by the way, I think another thing worth mentioning is that they were, um, you know, they went up against Rockwall and they held them down. You know, they mm-hmm. played some big time offenses uh, and held them down. I want to say that North Shore was the team that scored the most points against them all year long. Uh, their defense was sensational all year long. Not surprising. They there they are at num. Uh, they gave up 9.8 points per game. Right ahead of them at number nine, the Lindsay Knights. Do you think that have Duncanville and Lindsay ever been in the same sentence? No. <laughs> like that's just you Did know they have a player named Lindsay. Like, yeah, maybe they yeah. do. That would probably uh, be the only reason. <laughs> uh, but but Lindsay gave up just 9.7 points per game hmm. uh, all year long in a nine and three record. Very quietly excellent year for them you know one of the things that that ended up uh kind of standing out to me is that this was a team that when you take a look at the the numbers like i I feel like they they colton chuck colt chuckers their quarterback kind of sucked up a lot of the oxygen in the room Mm -hmm. but this was a defense that really locked people down and they ran through some very tough teams you know now they ended up the part of the reason this number they would have been higher if they hadn't run into sundown who was just a murder machine there towards the end and gave up 45 points to them but that was the most they gave up all year by a pretty considerable margin like even in their losses they gave up 24 points to Munster you know what I mean so Lindsay the number nine team uh, on this list uh, real fast someone made a good uh, who was it oh Daniel Agnew made a good point when you talked about the Duncanville one Southlake Carroll put up 35 on them that's that right was, that was the most so that's only right. by four points but yeah. Southlake came back in but that same game. thing so but but again you would say oh yeah two pretty high-powered offenses that had to earn their way there yeah no doubt uh Eighth on this list at 9.2 points per game, Alto, the Yellow Jackets. Uh, another very quietly excellent year for them. Uh, they had a stretch there in the middle of the season where basically nobody was scoring on them. Uh, they were outstanding. They ended up pitching one, two, three, four shutouts all year, and then also held Garrison to seven points. They held Carlisle to seven points. They held Hawkins to eight points. I mean, they were a dominant defensive team. Uh, Alto, the eighth best defense. The seventh best defense. This one does not surprise me. Austin Westlake. <laughs> uh, Westlake gave up nine points a game, which is pretty amazing. And that is, a, a, again, yeah, Ashley, you mentioned it's not necessarily a surprise to see them on this list mm-hmm. because even going into that state championship game, yeah. we were saying, okay, this is a team that, yeah, the offense is, is good. It's, 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 it's good. Mm-hmm. But this is a team that wins with defense. defense. Right. And you saw that. Uh, I, would, I would make the argument that this was a defense – 
that got uh, that got better as the season went on, um, including in the playoffs, where I felt like their defense really stepped up in a big way. Obviously, shutting out, pitching a shutout in the state championship game uh, is awfully impressive. I know people want to talk about Eli Stowers, but they still shut down what was an unbelievable running rushing attack. When you go through it, I mean, in the playoffs, right? In the playoffs, when they are theoretically playing the best teams they will, mm-hmm. uh, and they, they played like Travis earlier in the year, lost 26-25, but they gave up 7-6-14-14-3-0 in the playoffs. Yep. That's impressive. And it was just, yeah, after watching that in person, just not surprising. Whatsoever. And, I mean, look at some of the offenses they went up against. Civil Steel, pretty decent offense. Mm-hmm. Brandon, pretty decent offense. Wesico East could score. Yeah. San Antonio Brandeis, mm-hmm. right? Jordan Battles and company. Uh, Katie Taylor was maybe a little bit overmatched in the semifinal, but then Geyer is obviously a big offense as well. So Austin Westlake, something less. And it's, kind of, it's really been cool how Dodge has kind of – I mean, obviously Coach Salazar has been a big part of that, but, like, you know, we're used to seeing Coach Dodge with, you know, mm-hmm. offenses, high-flying offenses from South Lake Carroll and uh, quarterback play and all that. And Westlake really, uh, outside of Ellinger, really has just has been a defensive – you know, power, yeah, basically for all of his tenure, it's been, it's been impressive because uh, even, I mean, even when you consider Westlake, like we think of quarterbacks, and we right. think of Westlake, and now it's like, well, not really. Now mm-hmm. we're thinking of games being played inside of a phone booth and them beating you if they can score twenty points. And that was really big for them all season, just because of oh, the yeah. them playing mm-hmm. the three quarterbacks. You know, oh, yeah. they had to have like they have one constant, yeah, yeah. yeah, one consistent. Piece. It was, it was impressive. So the next three on this list all round to eight point five points per game, <laughs> but there are decimal points, which is why this is like I didn't want to muck it up. Uh, six on the list is Rawls, the Jackrabbits. Here is the one stat you need to know about Rawls: they played twelve games, and in nine of those. The team that they played did not crack double digits. That's impressive. <laughs> uh, the Jackrabbits were really, really solid this year. Gave up 103 points all year long. They are number six on the list. Number five, go to the ATX. How about Austin LBJ? Uh, kind of under the radar, uh, outstanding season uh, defensively uh, for LBJ, but they were really, really solid all year long uh, from defensive perspective. Again, it round, kind of rounds to 8.5 points per game. Uh, but this was a defense that was absolutely wrecking people. You know, eight and three. One of the big they have just ninety four points all year long. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the big problems was that, like, you go back to, um, you go back to. I think this is, this is very telling about Austin LBJ. Mm-hmm. Week three they played La Vega, right? Yeah. Now that's a five versus a four, right? But still, they're playing La Vega, a very yeah. good La Vega team. They hold La Vega to twenty one points. Mm-hmm. Right? They held La Vega. Carthage couldn't do that. <laughs> they held La Vega to 21 points. But the problem is they could only score seven. Like, they lost to Dripping Springs 17 to 14. Mm-hmm. Uh, they lost their playoff game to Georgetown 6 to 3. Like, their defense was sensational yeah. all year long. Just offense never could get, get it going against those solid squads. So, they are number five on the list. Number four. Feels like we can pencil these guys in every year is East Bernard. Mm-hmm. East Bernard's defense. And and this a good conversation to have about them is East Bernard's defense was outstanding all year long. They have a you know, eight point five points per game. Uh they held pretty much everybody to their lowest point total of the year. You know, even in their loss, they played Paul Pewitt. Mm-hmm. We saw how explosive that offense could be. Mm-hmm. They lost 24-18. This was a team though, but I also feel like this is a reflection of how that an offense can feed a defense, right? If the rest of these teams, you're going to look at them and you're going to be like, oh, these are running teams. They are teams that keep the clock moving, keep their defense fresh. And I think that was a big part. East Bernard's defense, obviously exceptional. Gave up eight and a half points a game when they were on the field. But I think that the offense helps to feed that 
as well. Because, as we'll go into number three, we're now in the top three, is Cypher. Cypher mm-hmm. has a very obvious identity. We're going to run the ball, we're going to play great defense. Well, they did that this year. Gave up eight points a game. Their defense was excellent. This is a vintage, vintage Cypher uh, squad. Uh, the defense was outstanding. They're the third best defense in the state uh, from a, a numbers perspective. But again, it's one of those things that the offense helps to feed the defense because it keeps it fresh. Right. Same goes for number two. Do it. It's San Saba. The Armadillos! <laughs> San Saba gave up seven points a game. Uh, and even you go back to their playoff loss to Valley View, they lost mm-hmm. 14 to 12. Mm-hmm. This is a defense that was wrecking people. And I think if you were to go and do the. Um, like margin of victory. I think they have the largest margin. In fact, I can look that up real quick. Uh, I think they have the largest margin of victory uh, all year long. But, you know, their defense was outstanding. I think that when you talk about, they remember Coach Jared Fikach left, they promoted their defense coordinator, Andreas Aguirre. Mm-hmm. And I think that that was a bit, that was a move knowing that how good their defense had a chance to be, obviously uh, paid off there. And yeah, San Saba had the largest margin of victory of any team in the state. Uh, in the state. They won. They won their games uh, by an average of forty-six points. Jeez. And a lot of that an is average. the fact they gave up ninety-eight <laughs> points all year long in fourteen games. An average. <laughs> but here's what's incredible. Yeah. Okay. As good as those teams were, like the gap between, mm-hmm. look at this. The gap between San Saba at number two. Yeah. And um, Westlake, right? Yeah. That's two points. Two points. That's it. Two points. That's really good. The gap between number two and number one <laughs> is almost two points. Yeah. yeah. The number one best defense in the state this year was Dieball. Mm-hmm. The Lumberjacks 5.2. gave up 5.2 points per game. That's insane. 5.2 mm-hmm. points per game is insane. Okay. Um, it was it was it helped lead them to their second undefeated regular season in program history. Um, they had and really started with the front seven: the Gums brothers, um, Hayden McElroy, uh, Chase Tamez. Their defense was unbelievable, but their secondary was also very good. They put four guys on the first team All District team. Wow! On the on uh, I mean, from the secondary. It's not surprising when you look at that number, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but this was uh, they pitched they pitched five shutouts. It's technically six. Because they uh, Buna scored a safety, right? <laughs> it's technically six, but they, it goes in the books of seven. And more importantly, they played twelve games. Ten of them they held to single-digit point totals. Like Dieball's defense was something serious. And from a numbers perspective, they had the best defense in Texas high school football in two thousand and nineteen. You can see my piece at TexasFootball.com uh, about the top 10 uh, defenses in uh, Texas high school ball in 2019. Uh, next week, I need to figure out what I'm doing for Inside the Numbers. Stay tuned <laughs> to this space. So, and now we go to Ashley Pickle for America's second favorite segment, Final Thoughts. Um, so we've got first four real fast. Oh, my uh, bad. Yep. It's okay. Daniel Agnew, Rob Hadaway, William Dyson, and Aaron Arbuckle. And then after that, we've got two questions for Ish. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, Tepper's out. Hang cool. on. Oh, well, you can't see him anymore. Uh-huh. Anyway. I left. <laughs> I left. <laughs> yeah, what's up? Uh, so the first one is um, Jacob John said, since we have Ish here, any big storylines that we should all know about from the hardwood? Ooh. Uh, yeah, there's a couple. Um, unfortunately, in girls' basketball, one of them is kind of the – slew of injuries that have happened to a lot of top prospects this year i believe mm-hmm. now there's like six there's Ooh. been like six or seven acl tears yeah i was gonna say it was, God, it's like all acls and they're all like top top prospects and so it's kind of 
driving the discussion of like what the AAU circuit's kind of doing to in-season basketball because right. obviously these players are playing year-round. I believe Samaya Smith from DeSoto was the latest to go down uh, this past, I think, last week or two weeks ago or something like that. Um, but in a good uh, something, uh, a couple good storylines, obviously, at the uh, top of uh, top of the game is Argyle going for their six-peat, I believe, in 4A. Martin's Mill has not lost – this is a thing. Martin's Mill in 2A has not lost a game since November 2018. Wow. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. um, basketball? I want to say yes. And so uh, the Martin's Mill girls are a juggernaut, and they're really – they're still – they're 25-0, and 0, I think, right now for this season. Okay. Um, now, so, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Isn't, isn't like, the most dominant program in the state – Oh, the, na- it's the it's Nazareth, Nazareth one, girls yes, basketball. Yes, yeah. Nazareth one A girls there. I believe they have like twenty something state championships total. <laughs> so it's it's like it or it feels what like twenty something. What is in the water down know. there? So yeah, they're they're yeah they're that 20, is probably in, tw- the, in 2018. Did they win last year? Yes. Mm-hmm. So then they they have won twenty three state championships. Yeah. So yeah, um, if you want to talk about the that's best a standard high school right programs there. <laughs> in any sport in Texas, it's definitely Nazareth one A probably. Um, I'm sure there's. I'm sure people are gonna be like, uh, actually, there's a cross country team. That's <laughs> yeah, there probably is, and that's fine. That's fine. Um, that's the one. I, this is the one I've heard of. <laughs> in uh, in boys, I'm kind of I'm looking at Shadow Creek because they're kind of putting things together. They've they were obviously good last year, but uh, this year they've kind of taken another step, beating teams like. Wagner and Wilmer Hutchins, mm-hmm. and they're really racking up a good resume uh, up in 5A. Uh, college, uh, bu- 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 men's basketball, uh, Desmond Baines kind of carrying TCU by himself, which is really interesting. Baylor is all of a sudden a top five, three, probably best team in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, bu- 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 let's see, women's basketball. Uh, I mean, Kennedy Carter's still incredible for Texas A&M. She's out right now. Is um is right is now. Lauren Cox back? I she's, know she's back. She's back. Yeah. She's only been she's only played about a five or six games it's, this year, yeah. but she's she is back. Uh, Baylor looks to be back to being Baylor. They beat UConn a couple, I think, last week as well. Um, and uh, yeah, so okay, that's stuff that's going on there. Uh, Tech is okay, but they got blasted by UT last night. Yeah. UT is an enigma. Holy I don't cow, know what UT did. is anymore because they'll lose to TCU and then beat Stanford. So. Sure. Um, and then the other one actually continues off of basketball. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Arbuckle said, hey, Ish, are we ever going to see a DCTF basketball podcast? Maybe. Um, might have to talk about staff expansion on that because yeah. I think we're all yeah. – uh, we, we have our podcast uh, so here's the thing. resources stressed a bit then. Right. right. Yeah. So. And the other thing is um, I don't know anything about basketball. Right. Like almost nothing. I right. think it's great. Yeah. I like it a lot. Mm-hmm. But, like, as far – you guys would not want to listen to me on a basketball podcast because I'd be like – Ish, <laughs> <laughs> and now we're gonna throw it to they're, Ish. <laughs> they're yeah. good, right? Yeah. <laughs> they made the shots, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I don't know. Maybe think about it. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, some maybe in the future. It's not like doing we're, anything we're, else. Right. It's not like you're running Texas Coach Magazine or anything like right, that. Right. So it's fine. No, it's it's. Uh, we're always talking about expansion with our basketball content. So it's, yeah. it's something on the docket. TexasBasketball.com. Check it out. Check it out. By the way, yes, do that because uh, Corey Hogue. Our small college yes. uh, expert <laughs> and uh, data nerd apparently decided he wanted to do a PER uh, rating. For those of you that don't know, PER is player efficiency rating in in, bas- in the NBA, uh, conducted by John Hollinger, I think, was the guy that invented the statistic. He emailed me. He's like, hey, would you want uh, PER ratings for every player in Texas? I was like, wait, what do you mean? For men's, for Division One? He's like, yeah, yeah. D1 through D3. Girl, men's and women. Every single and I was like, one of them. <laughs> You don't have to. He's like, no, that's fine. I'll do it. 
And so he just sent me a spreadsheet. And so we have all those numbers, D1 through D3, men's and women's, college basketball, every single player in Texas. Um, go check that out because he did a great job. And, uh, yeah, it's insane. He's insane. He's insane. Love you, Corey. There we go. <laughs> That's going to do it for us. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. Tomorrow, the exclusive reveal of the 2019 Whataburger Super Team. So be here. Uh, follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram, instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at texasfootball.com. For Ashley Pickle and Ishmael Johnson, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please meet your Player of the Year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow. Texas Football Today.